Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, your podcast. All night long, Rams gave it gave it to Arizona. Why are you looking at me? I mean, it was uh, it was uh, that's just what the doctor ordered for L.A. Man, that's they've been scuffling recently. So ordered it. it was, so what's that key? I said he, they so ordered it. Yeah, yeah. They needed that in the worst way. They basically, I mean, I know they beat the Jaguars in between those three losses, but they basically lost three games in a row. That's and right. I had them, and I had them getting clipped again in Arizona. I had, I, I just, I thought, you know, I was like, well, they're gonna take them out their misery, but especially after they lost as many players as they did before the game with the COVID situation. No talk of uh, Matthew Stafford and chronic back pains after the game on this one, though, huh? Like three touchdowns, no interceptions, throws for two hundred and eighty-seven yards. That bomb he throws to Van Jefferson. Things look very differently very quickly. Yeah, they do, don't they? Like all of a sudden if you would have said yesterday before the game, hey, the the Rams pick teams that could make a run. The Rams would not be there right now or then. And 24 hours later, even 12 hours later, key, the Rams a Super Bowl threat right now? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't well, I mean, when you see <laughs> when you use words like threat <laughs> That's easy, right? That's easy. Mm-hmm. That's a layup. Of course, they're a threat. Do I believe they're going to go to the Super Bowl? No, I don't believe they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's just like people ask me, what about Arizona? They're a threat. They're, everybody's a threat. Do I believe Arizona's going to the Super Bowl? No, I don't believe that they're going to play in SoFi, although things could always change. I just looked at them last night and t- paid attention to the way both of them played up against the other teams in the NFC, and they're still at the bottom of that five or six teams that you would have in playoff spots, the Rams and Arizona are at the bottom. Even though Arizona and my real rankings have been coming in and out at number one quite often because they win and they lose a game, you're like, oh, I got to take them out of there. I can't mess with them. I never I never felt and I never will believe that they're going to go to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, no, you've win. always so, had so reservations never, about never. Arizona. Hold, hold never. on. Rank at the bottom, the five or six. So who would be the four teams ahead of the Rams and the Cardinals? See you, Key. If you say you have them as bottom Packers five or six. Bucks. Packers, Bucks. Well, you okay. got the Buc- Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Cowboys. And then you, throw, then you throw the Rams, you know, you throw the Rams in Arizona in there, however you want to flip-flop. But the Cowboys are – I don't personally think that either one of these teams, when, when the playoffs start, that they can go to any of those three places, whether it's Dallas, Green Bay, or Tampa Bay, and win a football game. So the loss. So it's last five. Night, it's five teams basically. Not, you know, they would be four or five instead of five six. The, the loss last night at the hands of the Rams. Arizona's lost in the hands uh, uh, of the Rams at home. By the way, means that the Packers are now the number one seed in the NFC. So at this moment, <laughs> you got to go to Lambo. And the question is, we've talked about Arizona having a hard time on the road. At Lambeau, right? Inexperienced head coach, inexperienced quarterback, warm weather town, in a dome. Now you got to go to Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers and company. That, that's tough. What about the Rams, Key? Could you see L.A.? Do, are they facing – I'm not saying you would favor them. Or Jay, let me ask you. Do, 
the could the Rams is that portable to Lambeau? Do you think? I, I don't see anybody stopping. The, I mean, look, the only team I feel like can honestly stop the Packers is probably the Bucks. It's probably the Bucks. I, I, I don't. I think the Rams had the talent to do so. I'm not going to say it's not possible at all, but even just looking at the fact that the Packers will probably clinch the number one overall seed, even their next four games at Ravens. Who knows about Lamar Jackson? What's going to be his status for that game? The Browns, WW, WW, the Vikings, W, w and the Lions. Someone you almost got a website. So right let's there. let's back up though, Max. You said yep. go on the road. So yep. here's the trick part about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they win on the road. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals are seven and zero on the road, and they only turned the ball over twice on the road this year. At home, they're three and three, and they've turned the ball over eleven damn times. It's nuts. It's nuts. So the NFC is the like road, that. NFC West. <laughs> NFC West is like going that. Going on the road might be in their best interest. If yeah. you think about it, the Carolina pop, pop, the Carolina Panthers popped them at home, and so did the Green Bay Packers when they wasn't even at, at had a full arsenal. So yeah. if if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I don't want home field advantage any damn way. Yeah, but, but, but the to popped them without Kyler Murray and D-Hop, though, in that game. Yeah, that's they true. Still, so, like, regardless I, of I, how they popped them, I feel they you, still lost the game at home, no matter what it was. Two, your star yeah, players, yeah, you know what? A big difference. I, I agree. And, with and, no Kyler, it's not and, two And Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins played. When the Green Bay Packers came into town yeah. with oh, yeah. four of That's their players the missing on the offensive side of the ball. So let me ask you, Key, are you saying Ar- – well, let, let's, let's – it, it seem, we have talked a lot on this show about Arizona don't want it at Lambeau, right? Like considering everything – I know you're bringing up now counterfacts to that, but you have, you have been on record on this show talking about taking that act to Lambeau would be real tough. But what about L.A.? Is what the Rams do when they're firing on all cylinders, is that transportable to Lambeau? You know, I don't know that it is. You watched them last year, and, and you you know you can go into history of it, or whatever. But last year, you know, it's just man, it's a different animal when you when you in that minus degree, whatever it is, ten degrees, <laughs> minus five, whatever that is. That's a tough place to play when you coming from the west to all the way to the Midwest or the East Coast, and you getting in frigid temperatures. It's just tough. Their running game is not as strong as a Dallas running game or a Tampa Bay running game to go into to go into Lambeau Field, Max. Yeah. Well, okay. It's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So Arizona Key J showed the inexperience Key that we've been talking about. Like it's not that you don't know. You know they're good. But do you trust them the way you trust the Packers and the Bucks, Rodgers and Brady? They made a lot of mistakes, Arizona, late in that game, including a sack on the final play. They got it to within a score. Kyler Murray took a sack on the final play. Here's Kyler on what happened. Uh, it was, you know, it was miscommunication between me and the line and, you know, they thought it was Spike, and then, uh, but, no, nah, it was, you know, it was heat of the moment deal. I don't even recall, you know, what was being said in the helmet or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't, it, that sounds like, uh, this sounds like a, a team that hasn't been there. Quarterback and the O-line not on the same page? No? Well, I think when you, when you look at it, it, first of all, Von Miller, Floyd, Aaron Donald, almost cursed, is a you-know-what hmm. to play against. And that is hard. When you have to double-team Aaron Donald and sometimes chip and, and treat him as you need three, those other guys on the edge, guess what? 
Don't let him, don't let him on the outside perimeter. Don't let him break contain. You keep his ass right inside those guards. You don't let him get near the tackles. And that is what the Rams did this particular game opposed to the last game. They made it extremely hard for Kyler Murray to be Kyler Murray. Although he made some amazing throws in the game that made you go, hold on, man. You know, and so I understood the game plan and what they went in there with and trying to do, and they executed it to, to ump the degree. Now, he did he have a chance at times in the game to make it really rough on the Rams? Yes. Did some coaching decisions hurt them late in the game? Yes. That is correct. That is true. Inexperience at the quarterback position in these type of games as well as head coach. Jay, what about a game like this, though, preparing them for, like, the, the – they made some mistakes they can go to school on, right? Heading into the playoffs, the Rams. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to wake up today on Tuesday and just say, "Hey, that Arizona has no chance now," because you know one loss has unraveled the way they've won games this year. I mean, Kyler Murray did not have an incredible game last night, but they were still in the game. And as we talked about this with the Cowboys the other day, if they have to, if you know Dak Prescott has to clean up the miscues, then. You have to say the same can be fair for Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals that still have a legitimate chance to be there when it's all said and done. Even Aaron Rodgers with, you know, last year, coach going to go to school on that. Don't take the ball out of his hands next time, and coach hadn't been there. That's straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. That's not true. Coach was there with Aaron Rodgers the year before. (laughs) Um, Speaking of mistakes – how many will one NFL coach be allowed to make before he's removed? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. <laughs> like, whoa. Yates. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Heard what Shad Khan said? Like, whoa. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Urban Meyer, you got to be sitting there going like, whoa. Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan said he will not make a hasty decision, nor will he be swayed by emotion when it comes to to Coach Urban Meyer. Shad Khan, sorry. 
Shah Khan said Monday evening that he will do what he has done with every coach he has hired. Take a look at all the facts, speak with as many people as possible, and then make a rational decision on what course of action, if any, he might take. Oof. Here's the quote. I want to do the right thing for the team. I want to do the right thing for the city. You mean Jacksonville or London? Khan said. That, to me, is way more important than just acting helter-skelter on emotion. I think we have a history of really looking at the facts and then really doing the right thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's a version of the dreaded vote of confidence. A version of it. Because you say something which on the surface in the regular world you go, oh, look at that. He's saying he won't make a hasty decision. But key, after hearing that, because you were telling us a couple days ago, look, this is not like college where it's, where it's you know, this is, this is institutional money. This is a dude's own money. They're not just going to pay a coach and then get rid of him. But after hearing that, does it change your mind about what might happen? Absolutely. You don't even need to finish. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a dummy. Ah, um, here, here's why I say this. Because he's fired a number of coaches along the way since he, he became the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, not only has he fired a number of coaches along the way, he's also fired front office personnel with no problem at all. The beloved guy in all of Jacksonville and Tom Coughlin, when he started to run amok of the organization, guess what? He was on the streets. Okay, there was a lot of things that happened inside that building that put a black eye on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not that they didn't have a black eye already as a bad football team, but then all of a sudden it became a bad organization as a whole. So he got rid of Tom Coughlin in that whole cast of characters. So right now I'm saying on record Urban Meyer will be fired Mm. at the end of the year. At the end of this year? Yeah, he's toast. I'm saying it. You heard it from me. Uh, (laughs) Gone. I don't see Bing Urban, bong. I don't see Urban Meyer being fired, um, okay. and the reason why is number one, Ur- Urban spoke with some conviction at that presser where it it, it gave off the feeling that a, a person who felt like he didn't have job security wouldn't speak with that type of tone or conviction. First and foremost, secondly, you know, Shaq Khan has owned this team for ten years now, and when you think about it, Urban is his fourth head coach. Jacksonville has had one season over 500. So instead of going for a guy like Eric Bieniemy, when you talk about how you're going to build for your quarterback in the future, a guy that's coached Patrick Mahomes, you decide to go for a college coach. And I know there have been a series of things that have gone on inside the organization from the outside perspective that could be used against Urban Meyer. But it's like that's his decision as owner. And if you don't ride with that for at least another year, or at least close to another year. I'm not saying it happens for a full another year, but at least to the beginning of next year and see how it transpires, then that's a bigger indictment on Shah Khan. Uh, well, there are two questions I have here. I mean, first of all, it, in the end, it comes down to the development of your generational supposedly quarterback and all that. But so, so let me, let me one big question key. Yeah. He has like five years after this year, 60 mil altogether left on his yeah. contract. Why would, because you made it a point to tell me the other day, look, that's owner's money. They're not playing with 60. With, with, why, what, what would change your mind between then and now that say, nah, he's getting rid of them, other than the soundbite itself, right? The, the this, is di- this is different money, though, right? You got some owners, money, and, 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 and to us, mm-hmm. it's like they got crazy money. Yeah. To them, it's like 
some of them got crazy money of them, and some of them is just as crazy as it may sound, floating alone. Shaq Khan is not floating alone. Writing a check for Urban Meyer to to go on about his business. Now, mean, mind you, he's a football coach, so I don't have to give him the full amount of money because if I keep him under contract for the full amount of money, he will never work again. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we come to meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to go back to college? You want to go take another pro job? Whatever the case may be, I owe you 60. I'm going to give you 30. Right. I'm and now you're free to go. Yeah. Now you're free to go and do what you want. Yeah. And Money by the way, is not an issue in this situation. J- Jay, what Key is talking he, about is real. There are some owners in sports, in team sports, where it's a vanity it's a vanity purchase. Max, they like being the owner. He's fired four they, coaches already. He's only had the team 10 years. It does not matter to him. Right. He w- do you think those coaches were lame ducks when they fired him? No, they had years left on their deals. There, there are some, even like the Bus family, like owns the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That's their business. They're they're rich. I like you know. Oh, those guys are both tall, but one six five and one seven five. Right? There's a difference to, to a normal person. They both look tall, <laughs> but but I see. I I know what he means. Like some owners have if there 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 are you know there's a hierarchy of owners' wealth. Where's over the last couple of days? Where's the fireable offense for for you, Key? The fireable offense is a collection of things that he's done from day one to today. The embarrassment of the organization, the non-control of the organization. It looks like everything from beginning, you have to take everything in totality and push it all together. I understand. Not separate it one piece at a time. It's almost like an entree. You want everything on the plate. You don't want to just appetize it along the way because you won't get – the full so, context of why he should be so that's fired what I'm saying. So tell until me. you push it all together. Chris Not Doyle, is some. it the Chris Doyle? Let's go through it. That's what, yeah. Is it Chris Doyle? Because well, I, I feel like that was handled wrong. Is it? That's fine. That was handled wrong. Is it Tim Tebow? No, 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 no. All right. it's, 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 Doyle's a bad one. Doyle's yeah. a bad one. So not going back on a Tebow's team plane nothing, really, yeah. and the whole situation. No, the team girl. plane's a big one. Yep, that's a bad one. Okay. That's two. All and, of those things and now, are a little bit of and, a – And now it's about well, here's your assistant coaches and you, you're a winner. I, by, by the way, yeah, I, I loser. Playing, yep. playing, playing on bad oh, teams, good. by the way, there's a reason why teams are bad. There's a reason why teams. I'm just going to well, be Jay, let, There's let, a reason why teams are bad. I hear what you're saying. Not everybody Jay. on the team is actually has the best interest. I'm not saying Urban does either, but it, there's a lot of bad apples on bad teams See, that I don't hear win what, games for years. Uh, I hear what Jay is saying, but here's what it is. This may convince you, Jay. It, there's no one fireable offense. The Doyle thing, the team plane thing, those are bad, but those are like the worst of it, right? The rest of them is you justify it here or there, but now take that all together, as Key says, all on the same plate. It's like just it's a like lot anything, of noise. It's like anything then, else, Max. Yeah. It's like a player. It, just think about it this way. To simplify it is as easy as I can. It's like a player. Do you trust that player every single time you look up there's something? Do you trust? Right. Do you want to sign that guy? Because every time you look up, it's something. It's some, I think that's a like, good way to put it. But Key, here's the here's again? The, Here's the straw I think that'll break the back for Jay. So take all of that. Look at Trevor Lawrence now. Like, if you think, well, it's super early. I see enough from Trevor Lawrence. The jury's not in yet. I want to give him another couple years. But Trevor Lawrence is, has flashed high-end talent but has been bad this year. And to me, that's the whole shooting match. How does that guy develop? Now, if you had, as Key just said, the entire picture and it looked good and you felt good about it, you're more inclined to give the coach a little more rope to develop the quarterback. But if what you see is like, 
oh, it's always a problem. It's not good. And I don't see quarterback development. Now I'm less inclined to give him that rope. That would be the argument. Okay. You're not into it, though. No, because I, I played my first year in the league. It takes a little bit time for other people than just, hey, I have to show you all the progress in the world in one year. Key, I might be with Jay here. I think his time is ticking. I don't know I don't if it's at it's the end yet. of this year. But I do think that the clock is ticking once nice, Shad sure. Khan said that. Uh, by the way, we're going to ask Mike Tannenbaum what he thinks about this at 8.30. Micah Parsons is the best defensive rookie since that's the question. The answer is next. It might surprise you. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. By the way, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Key J and Max, Micah Parsons is the best defensive rookie since the answer from Dan Graziano in 15 minutes. You can be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is winding down. The fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Speaking of the Cowboys, here's Ryan Clark yesterday on Get Up on the Cowboys' biggest issue right now, preventing them from being a Super Bowl contender. This Dak Prescott, the guy playing football now, cannot win a championship. They cannot be a Super Bowl team with number four playing at the level he's playing at. So if that doesn't change, we'll be having the same conversation we've had for years about the Cowboys. They'll be sitting home watching the Super Bowl with us. (laughs) He ain't lying. (laughs) Clearly, Ryan Clark and I think the same. As I said, if Dak Prescott doesn't clean up some of the issues that over the last couple weeks, even though they've won these games, it can come back to haunt them because you will be going up against the big boys. The Washington football team and the New Orleans Saints, uh, eh, you put them off to the side. Eh. Okay, they got logos. I get it. But when you start playing Green Bay and Tampa Bay and potentially the Rams and even maybe the Arizona Cardinals and you are turning the football over or making ill-advised throws or 
bad handoffs and fumbles and they capitalize on those, they're going to go and score points on you. So do I think he's going to clean it up? Yes. Do I think they're going to clean things up? Yes. Do I think the defense is good enough right now until they clean it up to get through the rest of the season? Absolutely. But they've got to hit. They can't mess around. And Dak Prescott knows that. So the last two losses, Max, right? The Raiders, the offense showed up. The defense didn't hold up. Uh, like the 19-9 game versus the Chiefs, the offense didn't really show up. We saw the offense struggle a little bit in the Washington football team. The defense has stepped up. But, like, you think about all the teams in the NFC, if we're talking about that bucket, the teams that don't have the experience, the Cardinals, Dallas to a degree, you think about the Rams and Matthew Stafford, and then we have, you talk about you know, Green Bay and the Tampa Bay Bucks up in this upper tier of teams that have the experience, that have been there and done that before. It's going to take all these three teams that have that inexperience to hit on both ends in order to start playing the perfect football to beat the Bucks or the Packers. So, look, do they have the talent to do so? 1,000%. But they need to hit on both ends, and I think that's what you want to see from the Cowboys. You want to see them starting to trend in that direction where their offense is lighting people up at the same degree that their defense is because that's how they're going to have to win a Super Bowl. Here's the thing about Here's the thing I want to know. And these things are in flux, right? Like, it's a moving target you're trying to hit when you're identifying stuff. But I want to take it to Dak. Now, I'm going to look at quarterback record because he's 13-3 and three as a rookie. That's amazing. Then 9-7, and 10-6. and six. He's a winning quarterback. 8-8 eight and eight when he looked fully loaded in an awful division. Then he got hurt. And right now they're 8-4. and four. Let's see what happens. But this is what I want to say. So, like... You could say, well, early on, you're not expected to win playoff games. You're a little bit of a later round pick, and you get the job, and you're taking the world by storm. But there were deficiencies on some of those Cowboys teams. But this is what I'm saying now. They are loaded. They got Demarcus Lawrence and Gregory back to go with Micah Parsons. And by the way, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776, 888-729-3776. Is Micah Parsons the best defensive rookie since fill in the blank? Like, since who? But, but we're going to get to that. My point is, they have an embarrassment of riches on the defensive end. Mike Tannenbaum was on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Fantastic news show. Yesterday saying their defense is carrying them. It, the defense gives them a chance for the Super Bowl. Key, they have an offensive line. They have a couple of backs. They have multiple receivers. They came up with a tight end. Like, Dak's got so much. If it was Rodgers or Brady, we'd be like, you got to at least make a run. So that's what I'm saying. It, to me, it comes down to right now for Dak. Where do we put him? Who is he? I think we're going to find out right now. You, you know, I just said something, and I didn't know Mike Tannenbaum said basically the same thing that I said, which is they have a defense that is carrying them, and I think they can carry them until they fix whatever little bit of offensive woos that they are having. I, I think that that is the case. When you look at this football team, no, Max, It's the Dallas Cowboys. And your question to me was, hey, if this was somebody else, we would be saying something different. Not if they were on the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. If if Aaron Rodgers was playing on the Dallas Cowboys, we would have an issue. And I mean we as collective people that cover these sports is – that the negative would be there because of Jerry Jones, because they hadn't won, because of the star, because of the arrogance of the fan base. You would have the Stephen A. Smiths of the world – mocking them even though they win games, even if Tom Brady was the quarterback, because it's the star. It hurts you 
to even mention the Cowboys right now and talk wow. positive about them. You strain your voice when you have to. That's amazing That's what just you're the saying. the nature when, of it. When you think about it, Key, Jerry Jones, who's not getting any younger, who's a very competitive guy, loves football and knows football, who took the league by storm when he first bought the team because he manipulated free agency rules, right, and stuff like that, but then the league caught up. It's been 25 years, and what he has created right now is that that star symbolizes something's going to go wrong, right? That's basically what we're saying. Like, the star (laughs) means it's a media circus, and it is difficult to get ultimate success there. Isn't that the implication of what you're saying, Key? Well, that's the implication of what you you take it as. I don't take it that way. I take it as a couple bad coaching hires along the way because they've always been a good drafting team. Yeah. Wade Phillips went. I think Wade Phillips was fourteen and two at once upon a time, and then they got popped. Mm. I also believe that they made a deep run. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, they probably would have gone to the Super Bowl. So it's been things in the way. Jason Garrett was in the way for a very long time. Yeah. I think right now. They're in a prime position to make some noise in the NFC come playoff time. They're going to win the division, so they get a playoff game, right? Mm-hmm. And then at that, at that point, you start looking at matchups. But I honestly believe in my heart of heart that this team is, has an opportunity to make a prime run 1,000%. come playoff time. Key, There's you know no what, question about it. You know where it is, Key? It's whenever Dallas plays, even if they win the game, like they, they won against the Washington football team. But in the media, since we're, we're doing this every single almost day. Almost blew it. Right? Like, whoa, they almost dacked in, look good. Like, yeah. it, you can't even get credit, key for a damn win. And you and I both know sometimes things don't click at the highest level, but you still find ways to win those games, and that's what matters, right? But we make it such a bigger deal because we talk about the Cowboys at nauseum. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's, what still it, 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 that's what I just said. It hurts Max's voice. To mention Cowboys, it strains his voice. It gives him a headache and anxiety to talk positive about them. By the way, the Des Bryant catch in Green Bay. So it's all it's always something. Yeah, and it I does think, it does give me anxiety. That's why I try to avoid talking good about them as much as possible. Who needs I think, the anxiety? I think though this year, for whatever weird reason. It feels like they're going to go further than they've been in a very, very long time. They're a more complete team now. Well, they have that, to go further than they've been in well, a very long time. Like, Jay, with, this with is this my talent, they have to. This is my point. Everything that he just said, everything that you just said, you're right. They're more loaded now than ever. Dak is more experienced. Even when they win, we start to nitpick all those kind of things. And we were saying Jason Garrett. Uh, we're all saying that, right? Now, if it's not Mike McCarthy now. Not the Giants. At a certain point, you've got to look at the quarterback. At a certain point, you got to. Now, I'm not saying, oh, it's been bad. It's been good. It's been good, and it looks like it's trending towards great. But at a certain point, if you got everything, people, and, not, and you don't do anything this year in the playoffs, people are going to start taking a look. Why they, is they, that? They, they are going to start taking a look, but we're not there yet. That's right. We're not mm-hmm. there yet. Yet. Let's slow it down because I can point to a lot of quarterbacks in their fifth and sixth years that didn't get nowhere near percentage-wise winning or creating some of the, the amazing plays that Dak Prescott has made in his young career. So I want to slow down the hatred on Dak Prescott, not from you, but from people that, ah, oh, Dak Prescott. Like, just slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. because we don't have the same uh, lust or anger or a vitriol against these, some of these other quarterbacks that we push up so high, and then all of a sudden we keep them there when they're not even doing 
remotely close to what he's doing. You know where it is, Max? Yeah. I think I know where it is. Mm. Last year, before he got hurt, he was having an MVP caliber season. Mm-hmm. This year, the way he kicked off the season against the Bucks, he felt like it was going to be that same trajectory. Like, wow, coming off, coming off that injury, he's still playing at this level. Now it's kind of evened itself out. It hasn't been great. And that, that's where people start to find an issue with it because it's not at the same level that we thought it was going to be at. But it doesn't mean that they can't win a Super Bowl. They can't contend it's sort to be of, there. It's but sort of no win. The, if he wins on a bad if, – if he balls out on a bad team, well, he hasn't won because the rest of the team's not good. If the rest of the team plays better and he lets the defense do their thing and then the game plan changes a little, then the team is winning, but he's not that's good enough. Patrick Mahomes it's is crazy doing. Yeah. because he's playing well except the last two games. Yeah. Well, I'm not it's, saying he's not playing well, Key. I'm just I'm saying not, compared to I'm just talking to about level. people yeah. in general. There's a way to put it all to bed, though. Looking at the numbers is ridiculous because guess what? Look at Kyler Murray numbers. They're the same as his. Well, Kyler Murray going into last night was leading the league in, Q, in, in completion percentage. Would have been the third highest of all time if the season ended yesterday, sandwiched with Drew Brees' seasons. And he's also leading the league. Dan Graziano, who joins us now in yards per attempt entering last night's game. He's really doing it. Where, where are you on Dak since we're, since we're talking Dak? Uh, patient, because I think things are going well there in general. Um, I, I think the answer to the question is probably no. He can't, he's not, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with him playing like he played Sunday because if you throw the Patriots the ball inexplicably late in the game when you're trying to put a lead away – They'll, they'll find a way to beat you, as opposed to Washington, who probably doesn't have enough to do that. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the key. But I, I, don't think, I, I don't think he will continue to play like I mean, he's a good player, and I think it'll get better. Uh, and the way the defense is playing makes them an overall stronger team. So I think, yes, if the Super Bowl were this week, I'd be worried uh, if they were in it. Uh, but I think they have time to, to bring it around. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. And Dan Graziano has already started. To give you that straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. He is a good good player, Dak. And the question yeah. is, is he a great player? And I think we find out now. So Dan writes a, a great column for ESPN.com called Overreaction, Not an Overreaction. We're going to play that right now. Let's stick with the Cowboys. Micah Parsons is the best defensive rookie since Lawrence Taylor. Overreaction, not an overreaction, Dan. It's not an overreaction. I mean, without going through the entire list, uh, I'm trying to – I mean, like Alden Smith was – he has the sack record for rookies at 14. Parsons already has 12 with four games to play, and he's not just a – I mean, Alden Smith comes into the league, he's an edge rusher. Like, just go get the quarterback, we'll work on everything else as you evolve. Parsons has to do other stuff. I mean, there are games where he's an off-ball linebacker. I, I think it's, it's incredible what he's doing, and that's not a comparison that I make lightly. I have maintained that Lawrence Taylor, until Brady won his fifth or sixth or seventh Super Bowl, I would have said Lawrence Taylor was not just the best defensive player in league history, player. but the best player in league history. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's an overreaction. At first I did because I just thought about the name Lawrence Taylor, but when I look at what he means to his particular football team. The only difference for me growing up as a young player is Lawrence Taylor changed the game, okay? Everybody wanted to go get one of those if they could find one, which a lot of teams couldn't find anything remotely close to that. I think Michael Parsons has changed the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. Him alone, in my opinion, 
can take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just him alone because you have to account for him at every single snap, whether it's the run game or the pass game. Dan, quick question for you. When somebody says the name Lawrence Taylor and they say Micah Parsons right next to it, is that what place does that take people to? Well, it takes play, it takes people to the, the all time greats discussion. We're talking mm-hmm. about rookie years. Yes, like okay. that's the question, right? Like, is this year that Micah Parsons having comparable to, to Lawrence Taylor's nineteen eighty three? Well, except not the, here's Lawrence the other Taylor's thing: nineteen uh, entire career. It's not an overreaction. It's not necessarily true, but he's certainly in the conversation for yeah. best defensive rookie since Lawrence Taylor. No he's one's saying he's as good as Lawrence Taylor. Right. We're saying that Lawrence Taylor. Is, in fact, you're saying. Lawrence Taylor's better than this. But oh, since yeah. then, who, who is the best since rookie, LT? Defensive then, rookie right? season. Yeah, again, without, without seeing the entire list, I mean, it's tough. It's, to, it seems like but reasonable but to his, ask. his impact is undeniable when you watch Cowboys games. I mean, mm-hmm. he's everywhere. And, and the Cowboys, to their credit, figured out in training camp, hey, we got to build our entire defense around this guy. He's our, he's our best player, uh, and we need to make sure that we act like yeah, it. Gi- Giants passed on him in the draft and handed him <laughs> to the Cowboys because uh, they already had, you know, they had so many holes to fill. Great job, that. Gettleman. They got tricked by another division team and a trade-up, and, and they just got completely I'm, outfoxed. I'm going to lose my lunch. I haven't even had breakfast yet. Urban Meyer will only last one season in Jacksonville. Dan Graziano, overreaction, not an overreaction. It's not an overreaction because there are four weeks left for something else terrible to happen and, and it seems like it, at the pace with which terrible stuff surrounds this guy that, that it's almost guaranteed that something will I don't my if I had if, if, if Shad Khan were on your show today and we were asking him questions the first one I think would be what's the reason to keep him like what has he done to say that he and and, and not only is it uh, he not done anything to show that he's any kind of difference maker but his his negative missteps that have brought sort of shame and embarrassment to the organization uh, go beyond the field. I, I think it's a huge mistake, and they should move on. Yeah, it's not an overreaction at all, Dan. It's almost like you and I had a deep conversation early this morning or yesterday about this. I just look at, much like you said just now, what has he done? I like Urban Meyer as a college football coach, but I think in the National Football League there's a little bit of difference. Now you get into free agency in the offseason. Sometimes money does not – Cure everything. You go out there and you try and land a free agent and he realizes, you know what, I don't I just don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to play with that. That's another issue that's gonna come up in the offseason if he's still the head coach. And and the Jaguars care about that. Think of remember a couple years ago, yeah, absolutely. It was late in the year when the NFLPA put out a statement detailing all the stuff Tom Coughlin was up to that was, you know, that was that was the kind of shady stuff that was anti player mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yep. They fired Coughlin that day. Yep. Like that, they, they, it matters to them if you say you're not going to be able to sign free agents because of this guy. That's the kind of thing that resonates with that ownership. I might be with you, Dan, for your point. Like, I, you know, obviously this stuff coming out from the locker room, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but yeah. I think if something else were to happen in these final four weeks, that thin ice that I think he's on, we'll see if it happens then. Okay. Derek Carr is playing his final month as the Raiders quarterback, Dan Graziano. Overreaction, not an overreaction. It's not an overreaction. It has to come with disclaimers because people think it's like an anti-Derek Carr thing. It's not. I think Derek Carr is a good player and has been for the Raiders. But when you look at the Raiders' situation, they're going to have a new coach. They're probably going to have a new GM. They're kind of sort of pushing the restart button there. Derek Carr has one year left on his contract at less than $20 million, non-guaranteed, very movable. And if whoever the new administration is, 
with the Raiders decides, hey, this guy's fine, but we've seen how far he can take us. We need to go in a different direction. I, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that to happen. I think he's someone that, that we can add to that list of potentially available veteran quarterbacks this offseason. Yeah, I don't think it's an overreaction at all. He started off hot again this year, and then he wind up fading. In fact, I had him in a conversation of being a top quarterback in the National Football League because I felt that he needed to take the next step, and I thought he would take the next step, although he has regressed since then, and it's a shame, but I think he will be on the move. Much like you said, you're looking at slightly under $20 million, and if you're going to hit the reset button and start all over again, you certainly want to start at the quarterback spot with a guy that age. Dan, best landing spot? Pittsburgh, maybe? Pittsburgh makes some sense. Look, I mean, here's the thing. You look at it like not everyone's going to get Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. So if you're the Carolina Panthers and you strike out on those guys, you know, Pittsburgh makes some sense. You know, Houston's going to need somebody. Uh, the Giants are going to need some. You know, there's all kinds of, of teams. And, and look, if Russell Wilson is gone, Seattle's going to need somebody. The, mm. the, the field is this, – this is – we're going to be sitting here – in February and March, talking about this pretty much every day. Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen, new bucket of quarterbacks. Derek Carr leads the normal starter quarterbacks. He's in front of that line. <laughs> Biggest mistake from a night of mistakes for one of the NFC's best. Next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.